0: Today, I'm really excited to welcome Zuzana Konkova onto the show. Zuzana is most known for her incredible work with underrepresented developers within the Laravel community through Laravels. However, she does have a background in WordPress development, and today Zuzana and I are going to talk about what it's like to move from WordPress and into Laravel. You can find Susanna on Twitter at Susanna Konkova, and I strongly encourage you to check out Susanna's project, larabels.com. Before we begin the episode, I want to tell you a bit about Branch. Branch is my business and the sponsor of this podcast. It's the simplest way to set up automated deployments for your WordPress sites. We've got your back with the recipes for all the common workflows that the WordPress developers need, making it super easy and fun honestly to build out your deployment pipelines. It's continuous integration and deployment without the learning curve. And it's free to get started. So go check it out. And if you open up the live chat widget and identify yourself as a listener of this podcast, we'll double the amount of free deployments on your account. Yep, twice as many deployments without paying. You can sign up for free on branchci.com. I started this episode by asking Susanna to take us back to when she first discovered Laravel.
1: Okay. So that was, I think, about two years ago. So back then I was working for a digital agency, and it was mainly WordPress jobs. But they also had, I think, a couple of bigger Laravel-based projects. So I was doing mainly the WordPress side of things, but I got a chance to look into the Laravel project. And at that point, I knew nothing about Laravel. I mean, I only knew WordPress, and I knew a little bit of JavaScript, but I didn't even know what Laravel was. So I bought the Laravel Up and Running book, and I started reading that, and I watched a few YouTube tutorials. I, I knew about LaraCast, but for me, back then, it, it assumed too much previous knowledge. For me, LaraCast, at the beginning, it just wasn't the right fit. So that's how I found out about Laravel. Like I was taught Laravel is a framework, it's PHP framework, and this is our project, and do you want to try to do this feature for us? I was like, well, okay, I can try. And yeah, took it from there. I mean, it wasn't easy, because it was so different to anything I knew, because I didn't know any other, I didn't even know JavaScript frameworks or Python frameworks. I didn't know any backend frameworks that's all other than Laravel. So for me, everything was very new.
0: That's really interesting, actually. So I created a poll on Twitter uh, recently, where I asked among like my followers that are WordPress agencies or freelancers, how many of them also do other kinds of projects besides WordPress, And one of the the options were Laravel. And almost 50% of the people who answered that survey, and I think it was about 200 people, answered that they were also doing Laravel projects. So I think it's a really big trend I'm seeing where agencies aren't exclusive WordPress agencies. Like they're taking advantage of some of the other newer frameworks that are around. Do you have any sort of idea about why some projects were Laravel and not WordPress? Like what was the difference between those projects?
1: I think it was the size. I mean, you can build anything with WordPress pretty much, but if you do want to go bigger, you'll use a lot more plugins and you will have to do so much customization that at that point you might as well just do it in Laravel instead of trying to use WordPress for something it was not intended to in the first place. I mean, you can do, I think, pretty much everything in WordPress, but the question is, should you use WordPress? So I think uh, once you have a bigger project, when you want some sort of dashboard for the client, admin, I mean, yes, we also have WordPress, but WordPress has a look, it has a certain style and the way they do things. And yes, you can customize it slightly, but not too much, not not enough. So if you wanted to have anything more custom, but you might want to reconsider whether using WordPress is the right choice.
0: Yeah, I think One of the things I've kind of like experienced if you try to do a really big project with WordPress, either, as you said, like you're just stringing it together with a lot of plugins and like you just hope that they are good plugins, that they're maintained and and well kind of like crafted. But then like it ends up as almost like a vanilla PHP project. Then like if you really try to customize stuff, like you have to go really bare bones anyway and kind of like start from scratch.
1: You have to see that different tools are right for different kinds of projects. So especially with WordPress, it's important to keep that in mind because I think WordPress became known as the tool to do everything with. But good to sometimes stop and think: Should you really use it?
0: Yeah. Okay. So you you discovered Laravel and you mentioned Matt Stauffer's book, right? Laravel Up and Running. Yeah. What was your firsthand experience? How did you think about it? Like once you kind of like started getting your feet wet and tried adding some features and
1: I was like, oh, so many files and folders, what do I do with them? (laughs) I still remember the first time I got Laravel running on my back then Windows machine. So I installed Valet, which again, wasn't straightforward to use on Windows.
0: And what's Valet?
1: Valet is the local development for Laravel setup so it's quite once you have it installed it's really easy you just install your laravel project and then it just works you can have like a local security so you can run https websites locally you can share the rest a lot to do with valet i didn't do it the easy way i just thought oh everyone's using valet let me try to use that too what i didn't realize is valet was meant for mac os while i was on a windows computer so yeah but i got it working at the end first thing was like where does everything go? There are so many directories and I didn't understand what they meant. And that was still me looking at the vanilla Laravel installation with no changes to it. So my initial feeling was like, there's so much, I don't know what to do.
0: Kind of the philosophy behind Laravel and WordPress are quite different. Like WordPress is a CMS and Laravel is, I think most people call it an MVP framework, like model view controller. So it's just a different architecture. So did you have to like step back and kind of like understand the idea behind it or the architecture or?
1: It was so different from WordPress because in WordPress, you don't have to think about so many things because they are done for you. I mean, you can if you want to, but a lot of the things like authentication, you don't have to worry about it. And Roots, you don't have to worry about it. In Laravel, you still don't have to worry about it, but you are more involved. Like you need to make the decisions yourself and yeah, so when I started reading about what Laravel was and MVC came up, I was like, what is MVC? So then I there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down through when it comes to learning something like Laravel, like a backend framework. I knew PHP, but I knew WordPress PHP. So while I knew what classes were, what objects were, I didn't necessarily have to write a lot of it myself. I would customize a lot of things, but... And I was making my own custom themes in Laravel. So I wasn't just like customizing existing themes. So I did do some PHP work, but in Laravel, it was, you know, it's all PHP. So I had to learn what is object-oriented programming, what are the solid principles, what is interface and factories and singletons and all these things that you didn't need to know about with WordPress work. And especially for me, when I learn something, I need to know it well enough to move on. I don't like to have just like the vague idea I need to be able to explain it to myself at least. So yeah, I spent a lot of time looking into these fundamentals of PHP.
0: The more I think about it, it's quite insane, actually, how many things you need to learn about like dependency injection containers yeah. and service containers and like all these concepts. Like the more I think about it, like the more jargon and terminology there is. Was all that covered in that book Matt for Road?
1: I think most of it is, but I didn't read it from the beginning to the end. So I started, but then uh, the thing with reading a book, it's all very theoretical. And until you actually need something, need to implement something, at least in my case, I wouldn't understand. So when I read it, I understood perfectly, but give me a problem to solve. And I would be like, I don't know what to do. So while I had the book, I then went back to YouTube videos and I did some YouTube tutorials. And what those gave me, it was mainly just build a like a blog, you know, and create yeah. a post, update a post, that sort of thing. But it gave me the bigger picture. And once I knew how things are supposed to work, then I could then go and dig in into the other aspects and concepts that I didn't understand.
0: It's funny how a lot of the tutorials that when you're learning Laravel actually teaches you how to build a basic blogging platform.
1: yeah. <laughs> And not many take it further, yeah. Once you do one, two, three of these tutorials and you ask, okay, I know how to do a blog now. I know how to do that. Can you just teach me something else for a change? So I, that I would appreciate if there were more tutorials, but not covering the basic stuff that you can find everywhere else. Or like to-do app, you know, when you learn front end, like if you learn Vue or React, every time you look into tutorials, it's how to build a to-do app. I don't want to build a to-do app. Can you please show me another real life use case.
0: Yeah. Do you remember what the first project was that you worked on with Laravel?
1: So other than the one that agency which I kind of joined, which was already up and running. So when I started working on that one, they asked me to implement a log page. So it would be on the admin dashboard and for the clients to tell them whether we fixed the bug or updated something or new features. So it was that sort of page. So I would say that was when I had to move on from just reading a book or watching tutorials to actually do something.
0: That sounds kind of complicated as a first project.
1: If I could go back now and look at it, what I would think, I don't know, because that was like over two years ago. So I don't know if I saw my work now, what I would think. Back then I felt so accomplished. I mean, it took me a while, but if I could display the page, that was like, wow, I had no idea I could do that. Like, you know, everything I did in Laravel, I kept surprising myself that I could actually do this because, again, if I can compare it to WordPress, I never felt that way because in WordPress, you've got a dashboard and because a lot of the things are done for you, like, yeah, you prepare the themes and the design, but you don't necessarily do much with the WordPress dashboard itself. But in Laravel, if I wanted anything, I had to do it myself. So every time I managed to display a page or display a new text or fetch some info from the database, it was like... Wow, I did that. And I think that's what got me hooked on Laravel because it's such an amazing feeling when you can do something, when you manage to make it work.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. For me, it was Ruby on Rails when I started learning MVC. And um, all the tutorials back then, there was like a Twitter copy. So that was it for me. I'm really curious. You have a background in psychology. Yeah, And how do you go from psychology and into web development?
1: Well, I'm not one of those prodigy kids that started coding when they were like 10. And that's not me at all. I was very uncomfortable on computers for a very long time. I mean, we didn't even have a computer at home when I was growing up. We didn't. So the first time I started using a computer was when I got my first job, when I was, I don't know, in my twenties. And even then I was really just using the computer, you know, turn it on, turn it off. So then I studied psychology. I already had two kids at that point. So there were four and six when I finished my degree. And when I tried to look for a job, I mean, I, I really loved working with people, but the, the jobs were not flexible at all for me, for what I needed back then. Cause I needed to be flexible to be around the kids with the kids and you know, kids are often ill and they have school performances and there are holidays, a lot of holidays. <laughs> and my husband used to travel for work a lot. So it was mainly me being around the kids or having to be there for the kids. So when I finished my psychology degree, I actually ended up working in a school as a teaching assistant for like special needs children. But I knew that's not what I wanted to do forever. So I sat down and I looked genuinely, I honestly opened up the computer and I sat down and I googled things you can do from home. And web design and web development kept coming up. And my husband, he's a software engineer. So I mean, I knew he was doing something on a computer at work, but that's as much as I knew about his work. And he told me, like, why don't you try, you know, make a website? I was like, ah, oh. I wasn't into design. I wasn't into computers. But yeah, I thought I'd try. And, you know, I think it was mainly beginner's luck that the first website I did, I used Bootstrap. I didn't even use WordPress. So I used Bootstrap. We did the hosting everything ourselves. So we bought a hosting, we bought domains, but we didn't use WordPress with a lot of pretty built things. And as it goes, beginner's luck, it all worked. And I was like, oh, that's not that hard at all. <laughs> you know, I made the form work, everything worked. So, and I think that's the thing with web development. you got like instant gratification in a lot of cases that if it works, it works immediately. You don't have to wait for things to, you know, like when you work with people, often the results, if you're working with children or adults, the results are not immediate. It's a long process. But on the web,
0: good point, you yeah. do
1: something right, and it just works. And I was like, Ooh, okay, maybe I can do it. And that's how it started. I just sat down at home and I started learning.
0: That is really cool. You're right, like the feedback loop is very short. Yeah. And then you discovered WordPress somehow, and you realized you were doing work you didn't need to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. So most of the things, like anything I did as a web developer, a lot of it was thought out. So like I didn't happen to do WordPress because I knew that was work in WordPress. If I wanted to work remotely or flexibly and I looked online, uh, yes, there's lots of web developer jobs in offices, but if you wanted to be a freelancer or flexible, it was always WordPress. So at that point I decided, okay, I need to learn WordPress. So it wasn't because my website was based on WordPress. No, it was again, me looking, what can I possibly do to provide for my family, for my kids that will still allow me to be there for them? And it all went from there, really.
0: That's great. So did you start out as a freelancer or did you find a job instantly as like a WordPress developer? Or
1: So at that point, I had my third child and he was a baby. So I did a lot of things. I did lots of online courses and I did a Udacity course. I think it was called Mobile Web Specialist. So it was one of those courses that was funded by Google. So I got a scholarship for it, and I did the course. Anyone can do Udacity courses. I don't know if it hasn't changed since then, because that was like three years ago. But back then, anyone could do it for free. But if you wanted to get a feedback on your code, then you would have to either pay or get a scholarship. So I got a scholarship, didn't have to pay. But at that point, I felt like, oh, maybe it's not just me playing with a computer in the evenings. Maybe I can actually do something with it, because I was getting feedback from somebody else, and I had assignments I had to do and things I had to build. And at that point, I think it was uh, winter time, and I decided that I wanted to go out and meet other developers because, up until that point, I was still just at home doing everything from home, I didn't meet anyone. So I went, I checked out a meetup website and looked for some local meetup groups. And that was WordPress group. Oh, great. And that was WordPress and it was also JavaScript and PHP. But the WordPress group was uh, on the right day for me. So it was Monday evenings. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. And the topics, like the past meetups, they seemed understandable to me. So it wasn't like completely something I didn't understand. So I decided to go to one. And I think that was what kind of pushed me to think about myself as a web developer because there I was at a meetup with other people and they asked you to introduce yourself. So I could have just said, hi, I'm Susanna, I'm just visiting. Or I could say, I'm Susanna, I'm a web developer. So the first few times I said that, I felt like a fraud because I'm not a web developer. I'm a hobbyist at the best because I don't have a job. I don't, you know. But if you say it often enough, you start kind of believing it. And because of the psychology, I was uh, really interested in web accessibility. So about three months later, I offered to do a talk at that WordPress meetup. So I did a web accessibility talk. And after that talk, I was approached by who ended up to be my boss. So this guy was sitting in an audience and he saw me give this talk. And then he came to me and said, well, I've got this agency. Would you like to work for us? And that's how I got my first job as a WordPress developer. So at that point, I didn't even do any WordPress work. I installed WordPress locally and I did some, you know, bits and pieces at home. Yeah,
0: that's a great story. And I think it just underscores like how important all the small WordPress meetups around the world are, like could be life changing, potentially. I used to go to the WordPress meetup in Glasgow, and I think there's some of the same similar stories I heard from there. And it's just really a good way to get involved. Like if you're interested in getting involved with the community, like fairly simple thing you can do is like get involved with the meetup and uh, could have a big impact.
1: It definitely did for me because the hardest is to get your first job because you've nothing to show for your skills. And he offered me the job based on my talk only. So that was amazing.
0: That's really cool. So now you're a WordPress developer and then you worked on WordPress for a couple of years or?
1: Not that long. First I started working for them as a freelancer. Then I got employed. So I worked with this agency for a year, something like that. Then I was employed by them. And even though it was part time and part remote, so I didn't have to be in the office every day, but I still had to be in the office. And even when I was working from home, I had to be at my desk at a certain time. And I still found that really difficult to deal with, like when it comes to the kids. The other thing is I kept feeling guilty so if I was working at home I was like I should really be with the kids and when I was with the kids I was like I should really be working so I made a decision to go properly freelance because at that point I had some experience in WordPress and with Laravel like I said I kept feeling guilty I felt I couldn't give the job everything it deserved and I thought I don't want to work like that like if I do something I want to do it properly and that setup just didn't work for me so I, I decided to go freelance. I have to say it was a spur of a moment decision. And I do not recommend it to anyone. Because I have people say, you know, before you go freelance, you need to have some clients and you need to have some income. Well, I had nothing. I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go freelance. And because when I left, we left on good terms. It wasn't any bad, blood. like we are still in touch. And I just told him, look, I need to try to do it myself. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So from January 2019, I went freelance.
0: Just before the global pandemic hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was interesting because most of the work I got was thanks to the people I met at the meetup. So again, when what you said about how networking is really important. Because basically all my jobs as a freelancer, I got either word of mouth or because I met somebody at the meetup or, you know, somebody at the meetup knew somebody, you know. So that's how I got all my work.
0: Have you ever gone to a Laravel meetup?
1: There isn't any around here. And I think there is before the pandemic, there was one Laravel conference in London, but it was quite expensive. So I would have to travel to London and then the tickets. So never really. Thanks to the pandemic, now we can take part in the online ones, which is amazing. Yeah. But I've been to the word camps in London. I went to two or three of them. I can't remember. But so these were great. These are like, you know, weekend things from Friday to Sunday. And they are really affordable. And you meet a lot of people. So I went to those, but I
0: haven't been to Laravel one. I'm realizing now that, because I was thinking, like, what are actionable tips that we could give people who wanted to move from WordPress and into Laravel? And with your experience and the experience uh, from my uh, Twitter poll, like, it just sounds like the way to do it is to get a job with an agency that does both WordPress and Laravel. And then you can see if you can sneak in on some of the Laravel projects if you want to get your feet wet. Probably.
1: I mean, they asked me what I prefer, whether I prefer working with WordPress or Laravel. And I said, I just like Laravel. But I know I was much slower in Laravel because there was so much more I had to learn. But from the beginning, I just preferred Laravel. And I can't. I don't know why, because it's not like I had something to compare it to other than WordPress. I don't know any other frameworks.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, there's a lot to learn. And I kind of wanted to talk a bit about some of the technical differences between Laravel and WordPress. And it's like technical differences. I almost want to say like technical barriers, <laughs> because WordPress has like always been famous for its five minute install, you know, like, do you just click, 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 and then you have a WordPress site somewhere. And that's not the experience with Laravel. Um, so like the first thing that comes to my mind is Composer. Understanding like command line stuff and Composer, you must have run into that at some point and been like, what is this thing? And like, why do I need it? And what does it do?
1: composer not so much because at that point i knew about npm composer is pretty much you know the php version of npm so i knew what npm did what it stood for and how it works so i didn't find composer difficult at all i think the first time i used npm was like so i'm supposed to use all these packages like built by somebody else and what if these people are not good people like you know even to this day i still think that we are most of the web is built on work of somebody else that you don't even know who they are and you just hope for the best (laughs) pretty much
0: right that's a good point another big difference is something we already mentioned which is with laravel like there's not an admin dashboard like there is in wordpress
1: yeah
0: so it's more of a blank slate right
1: yeah
0: you mentioned you worked in some dashboard with laravel so Kind of like the thing is you have to build your own, right? Or yes, you exactly. use a package or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think the big difference that I noticed, so as a WordPress developer, you have a choice. You can be as technical as you want, or you don't have to be technical at all. You can yeah. still be a WordPress developer, and all you can do is customize the dashboard and tick the boxes and install themes and plugins. You know, that requires skills and knowledge as well or you can then customize existing themes and then you can go and build your own, but it's your choice. You have a choice how deep you want to go. With Laravel, there is no choice. You have to do it all pretty much. If you want to be a Laravel developer, I think still the easiest way is to start with WordPress because with WordPress, you do build your knowledge gradually. But in Laravel, you just jump in and then you have to make it work. And it's not easy because you there's so many things you have to think about, but also there are so many things you don't know you don't know. And I think that was what tripped me up many times because like, how do I know things that I'm supposed to do when I don't even know about them? And there is no checklist, like make sure you do this, then and that. So that was definitely a barrier to entry to Laravel development, I have to say.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like with WordPress, I keep saying WordPress is the original no code tool, because you could just throw plugins together and pick a theme and customize it. But you're right, like then you can slowly start to like, like you could create a child theme if you want to like start coding a bit more, or you could create a plugin for a simple use case for something. And then you can start to do more coding. That's a good point. Like you could gradually like move in. And then when you feel like you're writing too much code or it gets too complicated, like maybe that's a good time to try to see like how hard would it be to build this in Laravel instead, at least in my experience, like if you decide to actually do the coding and write a lot of code, like you get a lot of help with Laravel that you don't get with WordPress. That's another thing, like a difference between WordPress and Laravel, I think is WordPress really is... Created for the end user, right? Like the user experience is focused on someone who logs into the dashboard and edits content, right? Because it's a content yeah. management system. Whereas with Laravel, the whole entire focus when it comes to usability is for the developer. So it's the developer yeah. experience. So I know WordPress is kind of like trying to focus on developer experience, but it's the other way around. Like it's first the end user and then think about the developer and like try to yeah. make it available. But if with Laravel, there's no end user, at least not from like a Laravel perspective.
1: That's true. Now I'm starting to appreciate how good Laravel is for developers. Because again, if you don't know, you don't know. You've got nothing to compare it to. But now the more I work with it, now that I'm comfortable in Laravel, I'm starting to see how other frameworks do stuff. So that's at this point, I can compare and contrast, see how Laravel makes things easier.
0: I saw on your Twitter stream that you were playing around with Statamic as well, which actually is a CMS, but it's Laravel-based. Yeah. What's your experience been like with a Laravel-based CMS?
1: It's interesting because I'm much more comfortable in the code base now, so I know where to find stuff. So it's easier for me. If I was a new developer, I probably wouldn't go for Statamic because I think that there's a lot of assumed knowledge you should have already. But as a Laravel developer... I chose Statoming because until now, uh, Laravel's website is running on Jigsaw, the static site generate, generated Jigsaw by Titan, which is also like Laravel kind of inspired. So very similar. But I wanted to have some dashboard. And yeah, I could have gone WordPress, but also I'm already working with Laravel. And it's about Laravel, Laravels, Laravel, you know, I'm not going to go and build it with WordPress. So instead of building a brand new Laravel project, what is a step down, like something that I don't need to do everything from scratch and then there is start which is yeah. perfect. Yeah, but it still requires quite a lot of not in my, uh, maybe this is how I look at it now because I've lost the understanding what it's like for somebody who's brand new to development. Maybe they would understand it. I, But I think I would struggle if I picked up StataMake instead of WordPress as I was starting out, I think I would struggle.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think I agree with you on that one. So that's technical differences. And there's a lot more like technical differences between the frameworks. And I encourage people to just honestly read through the Laravel documentation because it's really good and it might just give you an idea. At least like it'll give you a list of new words (laughs) that you can try to see if you can understand. But I thought maybe we could talk a bit about like some of the human differences or like the community differences. And you mentioned that you had been part of some of the online Laravel community events that have been going on. But you also like have experience with a WordPress meetup. Are you noticing any difference like in the community?
1: Well, Laravel community is much more technical because WordPress community is more diverse. You can have all sorts of people in the wordpress community you can have designers and developers and like i said developers that do theme customization and then those that build plugins so there is such a diversity and because wordpress is so i don't want to say old mature (laughs) there is people have been working with it for very long times people who've been working with it for how old is wordpress 10 years
0: No, it's more. It's like 2003 or something like that. And I think I've been using it for 14 years or something like
1: that. Oh, wow. Okay. So people who've been using it for a long time and people who are just beginning said the community is so diverse. Well, in Laravel, not so much. Although Laravel is also, how old is Laravel? I think it was built in, was it 20?
0: 2012, maybe the first version.
1: But by the time it got popular, I feel like it's newer. So you yeah. don't get Laravel developers that have been doing Laravel for 10
0: years. No. And it's funny when you see people try to recruit for like 10 years of Laravel experience.
1: Uh, Laravel's not at all. Yeah. But so yeah. I think that's a big difference. Yeah. But the other thing is in Laravel, I think the people are paying a lot of attention to what are people like, how people communicate. There's a lot of people, they emphasize empathy for example and they want people to be kind and if you are not kind they will you know try to talk to you and say okay this is not on in general it feels nice to be part of this community wordpress because it's so big and there are so many different people plus like i don't know wordpress has a bad name (sighs) i don't know why but when you say to people you're a wordpress developer and they're like wordpress or php (laughs) you know i think you've been there we've all been there Yeah, yeah yeah I can't complain about WordPress community because like I said, it gave me my first job and it helped me as I was learning because the WordPress Slack channel, it's amazing. Every time I had problem, you know, there's always people who would help you out. With Laravel, there's also that.
0: The WordPress community does an amazing job, I think, at being more inclusive and being...
1: But it's really hard to compare, really.
0: Just a nice community. As you mentioned, like, it's a very big community, so it's almost like the world. You know, like I've seen, like, people are wearing political statements that you maybe don't uh, agree with at WordCamps and stuff like that. But it's just so big, so it's just like a broad slice of the world. Because uh, also, like, WordPress powers, like, 38% of all websites, yeah, which is quite insane. But yeah, that's definitely something I've noticed. Like, communities feels like a big part of WordPress. Like, it's just... yeah. When I realized I even was a WordPress community, I kind of got sucked into it a bit and like really enjoyed going to WordCamps and stuff like that.
1: The one thing that Laravel community doesn't have is, I think it's the diversity. But I think it comes with time and exposure and with size. As you grow as a community, it's going to attract more people. Well, yeah. WordPress has already done that because there is no shortage of women. Anyone who works with WordPress could be part of the WordPress community.
0: Yeah. And you're working on this. So let's talk about that because now you're saying there's no shortage of women, et cetera. It's not only women, but just underrepresented people. If you look at what the so-called Laravel elite, I think people refer to it like it's not super diverse, but you're working on a a really cool project that I think everyone should check out is Laravels. And how would you describe it? I briefly described it uh, in the intro, I think, but how would you describe it?
1: It's a community for, so I don't want to say underrepresented developers because that's so huge and I wanted to really focus more on the gender. So for women and anyone who identifies as a woman, Laravel developers. Because like you said, the Laravel elites, while well, they're all really nice kind people. They are mainly white men. And I've noticed over the last few uh, Laravel conferences they've tried to bring more women there and it's amazing and i think more work can be done and i think a lot of the time it's because people don't know the women working with Laravel i don't know that many i know many many men but do i know many women not really and i don't think that's because they don't exist i just don't think that we know about them
0: yeah i mean i've been in the Laravel community for 6 or 7 years and i honestly don't know a lot of women and it's bad so i definitely Love the project that you're working on. And I think it's almost like a, would you say, like it's almost could become like a repository for like women in Laravel? Like there's no excuse to say that you couldn't find women for your conference.
1: Well, once we have this running, that would be no excuse. You're right. So that's the whole point. I mean, yeah, when I said on Twitter that I'm going to launch Laravel, some people wondered whether I'm not damaging the community because Laravel community is really good. And I think it's one of the selling points of Laravel that that community is so welcoming and beginner friendly. And I'm not saying it isn't at all. I'm just saying we can do more. And like as a woman, even at the WordPress meetup or any meetup, it doesn't matter how kind and friendly the men are. If I am the only woman there, I'm going to feel a little bit out of place just because. I mean, it's important for the community to be kind and welcoming. But at the same time, we need to encourage more women to come forward and be public about their work. Because that will bring other women forward and hopefully we will kind of level out the field. I'm not asking to have like 50-50% representation of 50% men, 50% women. I'm not asking for that. I'm trying to make it easier for women to be heard and known about. So that's the whole point. I'm not trying to cause any revolution and I'm not saying that the larval community is bad. It isn't. I'm just trying to make it even better.
0: Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people misunderstood when you launched it. Like you can always improve and like just because you want to improve something, it doesn't mean that you're saying it's bad necessarily. Yeah. It just means that you care, I guess. Like, I mean, in WordPress, we have these sort of communities, I think. At least there is more of it uh, than there is in Laravel. So like you could also just have ignored the Laravel community, but instead you choose to make a really meaningful contribution, which I think is great.
1: We'll see how it goes. So when you mentioned like to have like a repository of women, that's what I'm working on currently. I'm trying to, um, as of next newsletter, I'm going to be featuring Lara Bells. So a Lara Bell member in each newsletter, one or two, I haven't decided yet, just to let people know about us. And just me asking on Twitter, if anyone knows about any Lara Bells to be featured. I've already met so many fantastic people that I didn't know about and I'm trying to find them. And then if you see companies looking for employees, Laravel developers, then they'll have a list of women that they can approach. And not just for jobs, for conferences, for meetups, for anyone, just to...
0: Yeah. So how's it, how's it going so far?
1: So I'm, I'm taking it slowly on purpose. Because when I launched, I had no idea what cause such an uproar. I thought I was going to be grateful for a few likes and a few comments. Yeah. But I mean, the response was amazing. At that point, I was like, oh, no, I have to finish it. and I have to launch it immediately because yesterday was too late. But then I was like, no, this is a community. It's not a product that you want to launch and everything to be perfect. This is a community. It's about people. So I am taking it slowly. So we currently have a Twitter account that I think is already working quite well. It's active. So we've done a few giveaways and we're going to do more. If I hear about a woman that does something, I want to retweet her tweets or her projects. And the other thing I have is a monthly newsletter. I've sent out two so far and it was mainly about what's going on. So I'm building Laravel in public. I decided to do it in public because, again, it's not nice. a product that needs to be closed behind, you know, closed doors. No, I want people to know what I'm doing and how it's going because I haven't built a community before. I don't know what I'm doing, really. And there is no manual online to tell you to build a community, you have to do this and that. No. So I'm going to make mistakes. I'm learning. But it's all about people and it's already working. I mean, within the first week or two, I had a lady contact me saying that she actually got a job straight away that a company was hiring. They said they agree with Laravel's ideas and they wanted somebody from like a late woman Laravel developer. So she got a job and she sent me an email saying like, thank you. And that was for me. But at that point, I didn't even do a newsletter. I only had a Twitter account and it was my yeah. personal tweet that went out and it already made a difference. If that's all it did, I'll be happy already because that changed somebody's life.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I want to offer a piece of advice here for listeners. Like if you're a WordPress developer and you're thinking about moving into the world of Laravel and trying out that, and you fit into the sort of profile for Laravel, maybe that would be a good entry community because there will be in the Laravel space, a community waiting for you, like an inclusive space. So instead of just like landing in the middle of whatever, like fight that's going on on GitHub or Twitter, like look up Laravels and maybe that's like a way to get into Laravel could be a good idea.
1: I'm hoping for it to be a safe space. Like there's no pressure, there's no membership. You know, you don't have to pay anyone. It's just, just get in touch. And we are still in the early days. So now I'm working on the website, which will feature Larbell's, all the ladies and anyone who, who would like to be featured. But the other plans I have is pair programming, mentoring. So I had people approach me saying, okay, I'm not a developer, but I would like to offer Mentoring, like management sessions, anything. Like if I can help, I will. Why not? So as long as it's a little bit connected to Laravel. <laughs> yeah, I have to be careful. I try not to focus on too big a group of people. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. really focused on Laravel and women and anyone who identifies as women because otherwise it would go too big and too crazy. And plus there are already groups that do like women who code and then for Python, there are Django girls and for Ruby on Rails, I think there are Rail. I think most of the frameworks have communities for women, which is why I was surprised that there wasn't one for Laravel.
0: Yeah, really. So two things. Is there any way people can get involved with Laravels or help out with that? And if people in general are interested in kind of exploring Laravel, do you have any practical advice for where they should start or what they should look at?
1: So to get involved with Laravels, right now it's mainly Twitter. But I'm going to be opening Discord channel. That's actually an opportunity for somebody to help me because I will need moderators. I can't do it all. So I have my own job. So I do Larabels on the side, so I can't do everything myself. So once I do open the Discord channel, I will need somebody to help me moderate it. But right now, you can send me an email, you can send me a DM, either my personal one or Larabels one. And if there's something you can offer to the community whether it's product and you want to do a good way or if it's your skills, if it's something like mentoring sessions, please get in touch because once we have the website going, I think it will give more structure to Bells itself. Like there will be calendar and I will start running hopefully regular sessions. But right now it's just get in touch. Let me know you exist. And if you are Larabelle and you would like to be featured, please get in touch because even if you're not looking for work, even if you're happy where you are, Just let the world know that we exist. Because I think that's part of the problem. People don't know about us. Like you don't have to be looking for work. You don't need to be looking for conference talks. No, let's just let people know that we are here and we do our work. And what was the second question?
0: If people want to dip their toes into Laravel and they're coming from the WordPress world, do you have any ideas for where they should start?
1: I know there's LaraCasts, but for me... When I started with Laravel, that was too much. I didn't understand because I think a lot of the videos, they assume previous knowledge. So for me, I know a lot of people are happy with it, but for me, it was too much. So I just went and started looking on YouTube. Then there's also Mad First Project on Ramp, which is, again, helping people to Become Laravel developers, and he has three pathways. So it's for a WordPress developer, and there is one for new developer. And what's the third one? I don't know. But there is definitely one for a new developer and one for a WordPress developer trying to get into Laravel. So that's great. That will be a collection of resources. So that's called on RAM.
0: We'll link all of that.
1: And that just get involved in the community because I think there's so many talented people who share their knowledge freely online. In videos in podcasts and once you get to know who to listen to and then it's like you know you can start connecting the dots. so if you follow one person then you'll see oh this person follows and then you just kind of get involved with the community and i think that's great because if you have questions like there wasn't a question that i had that wasn't answered in a nice friendly way
0: i hope this conversation has inspired some folks to at least check out Laravel. It's right there next to WordPress. It's yeah. PHP. It's a different way of thinking and uh, the architecture and stuff, but uh, there's a lot to learn. And yeah, I'll encourage people to check it out. And um, Susanna, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.